So um, a couple of months ago, I was on a podcast conference and there was this fella talking about how to get to 1 million uh, downloads. And wow. The premise was just publish content enough <laughs> and you'll get there. And I was like, wow. okay, okay, that's one way to look at it. But the most effective ways to grow faster on a podcast is to do collaboration. So to tap yeah. into someone else's audience, right? Like invite guests, um, do a podcast swap, uh, potentially. Like what we're doing right now, yeah. yeah. Invi inviting like, you on, yeah, similar exactly. audiences, but yeah. I'm going to be like, I'm so excited to be on their show. Woo. Like, <laughs> listen to them. Um, exactly. <laughs> and it's like super fun. It's like, especially if you want to tap into knowledge that you normally don't have as much and you want to learn more. It's like double win. Welcome back to Oh My Pod. My name is Justin J. Moore. And I'm Celine. And we are now on episode 10, and we have another amazing guest. We've really been enjoying doing these guest shows. I think that there's just a lot of people with a lot of incredible knowledge in the podcasting industry. Um, so it's going to be really valuable today. Today we have Anna Xavier. She is the CEO of The Podcast Space. So Anna is originally from Portugal. She created her first, her first podcast back in 2008, while completing her Bachelor's of Science in Communications and Journalism from the University of Porto. After a decade of experience in podcasting, broadcasting, and digital marketing in Portugal and London, UK, Anna moved to Dallas, Texas in 2016. As a skilled podcast producer and strategist, Anna saw the opportunity to help entrepreneurs get their message across, but also to create more meaningful impact in the world. In January 2020, she founded The Podcast Space, an online podcast consulting agency where she works specifically with female entrepreneurs who support the betterment of others and their common communities. Along the way, she mentors them to make a greater positive impact on their audience, as well as to become better hosts. Anna has worked with 50 plus podcasts through her consulting work and her resources available on thepodcastspace.com. So Anna, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm great. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this interview, so I'm so happy to be here. Well, it's been like kind of a long time coming because I think in like 2020 or something, I'd reached out to you because I was I was wanting to start a podcast for podcasting, but I, I didn't bite the bullet. I didn't have the, the space back then, but um, now I do. And so right away, I reached back out to you. Yes, I've been honestly, it's so funny because, again, that's why I normally tell podcasters, hey, Instagram, social media is not the horror that you think it is, right? Like it can be yeah. a space for community. I mean, we've been kind of on each other's space for almost three years now, probably. Absolutely. Which it, is crazy, right? Like, I know. I know your content so well. I know the color. Like I, um, you do a, an incredible job across everything with the way that you create your content, like your YouTube your podcast, your your social media, it's all um it's a good lesson for anybody who's trying to create a like a memorable um brand. I, yes. I really like it a lot. Well, thank you. Yes, definitely. Um I I do have an extensive knowledge about communication but also marketing, so it does help to think about like how is my brand perceived um from the outside world? How do I create a brand that is recogni recognizable that makes you stop the scroll and engage with yeah. it, right? So yeah. yeah, that's definitely was a thought uh, in the beginning of, of um, launching the company right away. I was like, I want to create a, a brand that, you know, 
people recognize even without having the thousands of followers, the thousands of, yeah. you know, like comments and all of that, because people can. And that's something that I always fight against is that, hey, you don't need to wait to, to wait until you have thousands. Start now, right? Yeah, yeah. Make the make the brand memorable before it even goes anywhere because you're you're gonna yeah, you stick in people's minds. That's very true. And you've kept it very fun too. We've heard that so many times over the last little bit that um, podcasts that are very small are doing so incredibly well. That's also true. Yeah. 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 Really small podcasts have a yeah. huge, uh, a huge impact on their, mm -hmm. um, their business. We'll get into that uh, for sure. Um, so why, why podcasting? And also what, in your words, does the podcast space do? Like, why would someone approach you for um, collaboration? Yeah. So, wow. The, these two questions, I'm like, ah, do I have a, a like a ready to go answer on that? I think podcasts... Improv. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I think podcasts really are the tool that most small business owners are missing from their strategy, right? Most small business owners, and hey, if you are the person who's like, Anna, you are wrong and I'm the exception, good for you because you are the exception. For most business owners, they don't like creating uh, blogs. They don't like creating thought leadership content. They just like, I just know what I know. And I mean, yeah. a podcast enables you to connect deeper with your audience and to talk about why they should be working with you in a way that doesn't feel salesy, that feels very mm -hmm. safe and exciting because, I mean, unless you don't like what you do, you are probably passionate about talking about the thing that you work on, right? So um, you can't really do that on a 60-second video on social media. The passion that you have for the topic is not going to come across the best written blog posts, right? And I mean, you can't inject personality that like connects in a few seconds with people like just podcasting does right like the other day yeah. i received a message from someone who was like oh and i've been listening to your show for like weeks now and i just want to say that i love your voice and in my head i'm like i'm just talking you know what i mean yeah. it's just like i just hate most people's voices and you just talk with so much confidence and authenticity and you just really excite me about podcasting in a way that i didn't think possible i was like because it's my emotion in my voice right my confidence and i think that yeah. you know that's something that is super powerful so That's why people need podcasts in their life and why podcasts yeah. is important right now. Um, yeah. I kind of started into podcasting again when I was doing uh, my bachelor's degree in journalism. It was more like a situation where most radio most um, universities normally they have a radio station, but because it was yeah. like a building that was shared with another course, like we couldn't have like a closed circuit. This is like TMI, but whatever. Um, no, it's all good. <laughs> but so we actually had to go to the studio and record the episodes and put them together and then think about titles and descriptions so this was actually podcasting in 2008 and right. um it's so funny because people will be like oh it's just so complicated sure it's it's a lot but it's not mm -hmm. as complicated as it was like you know into in 2008 or well over 10 10 years ago yeah. right so totally. um I think that that was just such a powerful, and again, it was journalism and it wasn't really like, it, we, we had some documentaries and we did some talking to people and all that, but like my time in London gave me such a different perspective on podcasting. We did a lot of community events where we, we like do like, okay, we're gonna, I remember I did like an architectural tour in London and I would like go with a group of people and just kind of documenting the conversations and like weaving in my own thoughts. And I was like, this is so fun. Um, yeah. And then I moved to the US and was like live streaming and uh, such a different type of uh, podcasting because you're more 
on it and we had so many things go wrong so many things go right oh i bet oh yep. it was so funny that i was like my goodness like i i used to do uh i was a radio host at some point in portugal and mm -hmm. it was just the lot nothing beats the live element of podcasting because you know you have to be prepared for everything that's why i'm normally <laughs> like whatever it's all good nothing bad can happen because everything that was like the worst case scenario including uh, turning off uh, half the studio accidentally on a plug <laughs> 10 oh, minutes amazing. before going live and Great. still making it live and going fine. I, I think that it's possible for anything to be fixed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Totally. Yeah, the whole live podcasting has a really big moment. I think it's getting bigger and bigger. People really like it. And it's so effective for people who don't have time for pre-production, for post-production, right? Like you're, you're doing the show. Mm -hmm. right. It's live. Once right. it ends, you're done. So yeah, totally. That's cool. That's a, that's a that's a an avenue that I haven't even thought about is um, the live stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But what we really want to what I really want to talk about today is with our clients and what we do. We focus on the production element of the podcast. So we're not we're not necessarily a company for independent podcasters. Um, we're we focus on helping sort of businesses and entrepreneur like out and entrepreneurs outsource all their content um, so that they don't actually have to, you know, sit in front of their laptop for like an hour a week and figure out what are they going to post here? What are they going to post there? Like, as you well know, like a podcast can literally be made into gosh, everything you make LinkedIn articles. You've got, you've got blogs that are linked with a podcast episode. All the content is interlinked. Like it's, it's really like a beautiful way to do your entire content production. Sure. But one thing that is like, obviously, the the standard question, it's usually like one to two questions. And it's, if somebody is going to invest in something like starting a podcast, they want to know, number one, how is it going to grow? And number two, they want to know, how is it going to pay me back? Because nobody who's like every business owner makes decisions every single day based on the the return on their investment whether their investment is time whether their investment is energy um or or money um they want to know that it's going to come back in some way and describing the roi accurately for all sorts of different people in all sorts of different industries is really hard because there may be one client who if they get a client it's fifty thousand dollars right there may be another client that if they get a client, it's only a thousand dollars, right? It depends on mm -hmm. what the person is offering. It depends on what uh, it depends on a lot of different things. So, from your perspective, um, how can somebody actually? What are some ways that that people can actually organically grow their podcast? And you were talking before we started the call about some pretty cool stuff about download numbers and how you don't need a ton of downloads to get some some serious ROI. So, honestly, just go off of that and and do your thing because you're the, you are the expert here 100 percent. well thank you uh i think i kind of missed the one the second part of your previous uh, question so i'm gonna like weave that in into my answer so that nothing totally. gets unanswered um <laughs> sweet <laughs> so basically uh one of the things that i love is i'm a content machine i'm an incredibly creative person but i'm very strategic um so instead of just saying hey create content and put it out there which is normally how people think of podcasts it's like what type of content is aligned with the type of goal that you have for the podcast 
the number one thing that nobody thinks about, most people don't think about when publishing a podcast. And so I want the listeners thinking about this first. What is the goal with this podcast first? Before you even hit, like, go on, you know, thinking about the title, thinking about the description, thinking about what you would talk about. It's like, what is the goal? And then you create a strategy that aligns with that because a content strategy that is based on helping you make meaningful networking decisions with decision makers in your industry um, is going to be super different than the type of post that is uh, the type of content that is for, uh, you know, building authority or getting you leads or getting or, clients or something. Yes, yeah. correct. Exactly. Or growing the sales of your company. So first you have to get so clear on why are you giving time to this project and mm-hmm. um, first decide that and then think about for that type of goal, what content does guide me to to end up on that journey, right? Because a podcast is like a marathon. You can't publish an episode today and get results immediately, right? And so mm-hmm. um, if, if your goal is just to network with decision makers, because let's say you want to get more speaking gigs and you want to be in front of these people, you can record a mm-hmm. podcast episode. I mean, I had clients that recorded like 10 episodes back to back, even before launching the podcast. And yeah. they made a lot of money just with that. Or they wanted to get a head start because they're like, well, I'm transitioning my career. I want to become Mm -hmm. a speaker. I know that I won't be, uh, you know, charging money for my speaking uh, initially. So how can I get ahead? One one question about before you move on about you said that they, they recorded 10 interviews. So you had a client who recorded 10 interviews with industry leaders within their industry or, or network, big networking opportunities. And they recorded those interviews. And then before they even launched their podcast, because they made these, like they had these virtual coffee dates with these people or whatever, as we like to call them, um, they already made income. Like they, mm-hmm. they, 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 they made revenue from those 10 conversations. How did they, how did they make money? Like what was the, the amount or, or how did they even get that income? If people are probably wondering about that. Right. Okay. So uh, you can directly monetize the podcast and indirectly monetize the podcast. If you're doing these interviews, you're kind of indirectly monetizing the podcast because your listeners are not paying you. You're not getting, for instance, a sponsorship on the show, right? Those are normally the two types of ways. The third one being uh, charging people to be on your show. I had clients that did that too. Um, I don't think that that is a very, like for most business owners, um, it's not great to uh, build a brand on that because sometimes you have to accept people who are not aligned with your show. So not the best, but again, um, that can be done in terms of numbers. I cannot tell you because the client did not disclose with me. I just kept up with, you know, what was going on. And so I do know that one of my clients was um, doing that not to get speaking gigs, but to close a deal like you were talking about. Um, and I think it was maybe a $10,000. But again, what I wanted people to consider is that you do not need to make $10,000. Because for some people, this is a passion project. And right. so for instance, indirectly monetizing the podcast, quote unquote, um, could be you want to be in an industry. So let's say, like, I love gardening. And so mm-hmm. let's say that I would love to know more and get connected with people in the gardening industry. But I don't want to stop being a podcast strategist. So for me, the money that I make every month on my job 
allows me to have this passion project that fills me up with so much happiness and joy. And I mm -hmm. see that a lot where uh, I had a ton of clients who were like, well, I don't want to go there, but I still want to make that meaningful connection. I'm like, yeah, but like you don't have to monetize the podcast directly. Like you can use it as a tool, as a creative outlet for your job, mm -hmm. for the job that you don't, you know, how would I say this? For the job that you have, if you don't have that, like, that fun, that passion into it, you can yeah. have a side project. And for you, right. it's like, you know, you some people love going to the gym. Some people have a right. podcast. So yeah. um, what is the missing piece in your life that you can, you know, use a podcast to solve that missing piece? Um, for some people, that's invaluable. That's worth it getting, you know, getting that, that like producer that gets videos because they just are reminded they are li living their passion so mm -hmm. today is so important to to really be a fulfilled person and a podcast can do so much of that um yeah and then for instance like uh, some of my clients they looked at monetizing the show because they're like i don't like writing articles i absolutely <laughs> hate writing it's literally right. empty page syndrome but get yeah. me in front of a microphone and I can talk for hours. So for them, instead of paying a, a, a copywriter to write for them and record voice messages to get the message across, they're, they're mm -hmm. doing the podcast. And so um, we use the content to be one blogs for the for the company but also mm -hmm. the weekly newsletter because she was like i can't be consistent every month and yeah. so they were like that is enabled us uh, has enabled us to be top of mind on the low months where nothing is happening and then into mm -hmm. like the bigger months clients have been consistently her hearing from us and so when they're ready they'll come to us so i had a client who for six months we were just pumping content it was very low in terms of engagement but that's yeah. the thing if you're a small business owner if a hundred people contact you at the, at the same time you're gonna lose mm -hmm. your crap because you're like i don't have the capacity the bandwidth to respond right. to all of this but if right. you are keeping people as a, a, a way to warm up your leads through right. time people will reach yeah. out to you as time goes so if it's 20 listeners they are like every single week consuming your episodes it's 20 potential leads for your business well also then on top of that it's the people listening to the podcast but it's also getting in front of people on your any social media channels that you also have like for instance instagram reels um just you know putting out a few of those a week and having your voice and your face in front of people it also yeah it does build that up so you're kind of saying that like podcasting is and this is a way i never thought about it is maybe podcasting is maybe a way for uh people to kind of get familiar or become familiar to the people listening and the people consuming the content so that down the road, when this is the right move for them, which it very well may be, they have you at top of mind because you're the one in their mind as the podcast person or the person, whatever kind of content that you're producing. If you're producing stuff about fitness or about business, they have you in mind because they've seen so much of your content. They've become really yeah. trustworthy of you. What was that statistic that we were just talking about? The people that are not ready to buy, but they're going to be. There's 50% of the market that's completely uh, uninterested in what you're offering. There's 3% of the market that's looking to buy immediately. No. And then there's 47% that will buy within a year. Um, exactly. And so... That's exactly what you're targeting here. And that's actually... I'm thinking about that. And I'm like, that's exactly the way to do it. Because you want to convert all those... 
47%, like all those people yeah. into clients whenever they are ready. And like that, like podcast is perfect for that or however you repurpose your podcast. Yeah, totally. Um, and it's funny. Let me just do a little note on that. I have yeah. people about social media. The problem with social media, quote unquote problem, is that you have to keep pumping content, right? Yeah. But with mm-hmm. a podcast, I have the, the episodes. I, I am always looking at al- analytics because if you don't look at the analytics, you can't make um, informed decisions about your content. And okay, I was looking yeah. at my analytics and I was like, episodes that I released in back in February, we are recording this in at the end of May. I mean, I still have episodes that are being listen to right now and so Mm -hmm. did i do anything no i just have a catalog that is available with the type of questions that i know my listeners will will want the answers for and so yeah you don't have to constantly be pumping content they are there they will listen whenever they're ready for sure 100 percent. we see that with our clients all the time that like certain episodes just get sometimes played just as much as the new ones it's crazy (laughs) I had someone that told me that they listened to my titles episode five times, five wow. times. Well, and I was like, well, why yeah. is this like consumption rate so high? And I'm like, oh, that's why. <laughs> it's yep. an easy way to become an expert on something is to just re- re- replay it. I've done that as well. I've done it like a few times. You can just replay it and it just kind of burns into your brain. Um, but onto the sort of organic growth of a podcast. So if you do want to increase listenership, grow your audience, um, how can you do it in a way where it doesn't take up a huge amount of your time, but still does, does what you need it to do, if that makes sense? Yeah. So great question. Um, one is ask yourself, how much time do I have? Second question, how techie am I? Because mm-hmm. a lot of my clients, when they come to me, when it's a consulting um a consulting kind of call. They're like, oh, I'm doing this, this, and this, and this, and this. But also, Anna, I hate technology, and I don't like, you know, kind of change. I'm like, why did you give yourself the most complicated process in the world? Like, no. Yeah. So um, I think that is assessing, you know, like, one, how how much time do you have? Second, how techy are you? Like, and, and it does not need to be technology itself. Is like, if you don't like having multiple pieces of content to play around and have to like insert and play sounds and stuff like that, like don't go yeah. down that road. Um, right. But then how fast do you want those results to, to, to start happening? Um, and for people who want results immediately and they want to grow their business, maybe it's inviting people that have been warm leads but haven't bought for whatever reason, inviting them on the show. So that's the right. strategy that you need to look at. Um, yeah. And and it's different for everyone. Like there's people who say, I, I am terrible on sales calls. And I'm like, well, then invite them on the show and don't care for the audience, right? Like your organic growth is not there when your goal is to increase sales by inviting the people who will buy from you. I had people That's that interesting. don't care. Yeah. They literally had like five listens to like downloads on every episode. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, this is so cringe. And the client was ecstatic. They were like, oh my God, I got to like have some uh, cooler talk with like so-and-so. And it was like in terms of content, it was not great. They were yeah. just kind of like talking about these projects that they did together. For the yeah. person listening, I was like, what are you talking about? I don't understand anything. But they were having the best time. And this client yeah. closed a ton of deals because the clients were like, oh, my God, so excited to, you know, have that time with you. Thank you for, mm-hmm. for you know, like mm-hmm. featuring me. So it has nothing to do with growing organically if your goal is not to grow at all. Now, for the right. people who do want to, 
Yeah, Let's, who want to get yes. like, you know, up to 500 downloads an episode. If that's like their star in the sky yes. that they're aiming at. So um, a couple of months ago, I was on a podcast conference and there was this fella talking about how to get to 1 million uh, downloads. And oh. The premise was just publish content enough. <laughs> And you'll get there. And I was like, wow. okay, okay, that's one way to look at it. But the most effective ways to grow faster on a podcast is to do collaboration. So to tap yeah. into someone else's audience, right? Like invite guests, um, do a podcast swap, uh, potentially. Like what we're doing right now, yeah. Yeah. Invite, inviting like, you on, yeah, similar exactly. audiences, but yeah. I'm going to be like, I'm so excited to be on their show. Woo. Like, <laughs> listen to them. Um, exactly. <laughs> and it's like super fun. It's like, especially if you want to tap into knowledge that you normally don't have as much and you want to learn mm -hmm. more. It's like double that's another, win. That's, what, that's another thing that we're doing right now because you, you, like, I'm just like, like taking in the information right now at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm, for so sure. One of the things that this is like such a like it sounds silly because it's so basic, but it's so mm. effective. If you want to grow faster, publish more. Instead of publishing one yeah. episode a week, publish two a week. Your downloads right. are going to jump. And so right. if you want to, you know, get a sponsorship or invest in your podcast down the line on ads or stuff like that, if you publish more, you will get more downloads. You'll get more people um, consuming through more episodes. Now, of course, mm -hmm. you don't want to create a three-hour episode because nobody has three hours right. <laughs> in, their, yeah. in their day to listen to you every other, yeah. every other day if you're releasing like three episodes a week. Um, yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay. But effectively, it's like the more you talk about it on social media online, the more downloads, the, the faster you will grow. So the number one mistake I see podcasters make um, is just talking. The episode is out. And it's like literally the, the static cover art that says the title of the episode and the, the caption yeah. is new episode is out. Right. <laughs> nobody, nobody cares about that. Like nobody cares about that. No, and also yeah. you're not giving people any reason to listen because you're not telling what the episode not. is or something yeah. like th this. These are my two faux pas that I was like, please don't do this. It's yes. like the share, uh, you know, share with us your like most inspirational like lesson from this episode. And I'm like, you did not tell them anything about the episode. So that like they cannot really have a reason to listen if you didn't tell them what of it was. Not. Yeah. Or also like listen to their inspirational story. And I'm like, what inspiration like what is it yeah right like, like what's I don't gonna get me you better have a really good reason for me to get off of instagram and go onto a streaming platform because that is something that is a like i've heard this 50 times yeah that's one of the hardest transitions to make whether you're trying to get somebody to go and listen to like a song that you because i'm also in the music industry and whether you're, you're trying to get somebody to listen to a song or whether you're trying to get somebody to listen to a podcast or anything that's outside of the platform that they're on that's a major point of pain like people people are oh, in sure. pain to leave their platform and mm -hmm. go type something in like it's got to be i mean that's why we that's why we produce just tons of clips for our clients like yeah, we I recommend four episodes a month and out of those four episodes we create 20 clips like there you go post mm -hmm. those yeah i think another really important point that a lot of people think that's not really unnecessary but like make it easy for people because like people are lazy if there's no link to click i'm not gonna do it i'm mm -hmm. not gonna go on google and look for your podcast to try to even find it some sometimes i don't even know what it's called Sometimes I don't find it on Apple um, Apple Podcast with like a normal search because sometimes it just doesn't show up. I'm like, just put a link yeah, and like have the links everywhere in your stories just to tap and in your bio because otherwise like I'm not going to do it unless totally. I'm like 
over the moon to listen to it yes. then i will i will look for it and that's where like the benefit of like not doing your own editing because you are on the other side you don't have that connection like face to face as like the normally the 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 host has they sometimes mm -hmm. don't even know what is worthwhile what isn't what is known to the audience what isn't yeah, what is marketable what isn't right so there's so much benefit with working some with someone else who does not do the work you do Yeah, they just find what's interesting to them. And mm -hmm. those are the pieces that, that come out of, of the episodes. Plus, yeah. I mean, you just get some really, really awesome content for social media. Like, I mean, isn't it nice to instead of see like the still posts of whatever the guest who came on, isn't it nicer to go and look and see like, oh, that moment when you were excited or that moment where the person was saying something really meaningful or this little snippet that could change somebody's life if they're in that position or it's like, oh, like, you know, there, there's, there's a way to, there's a way to outsource content without losing the personal feeling of it. Like you do when you outsource to a company that maybe just posts stock images or, oh, sure. or, you know, so it's like outsource, but also still maintain like your face and your personality and the passion in your voice. When you speak about something that you love doing, these are like, um, This is the new way of, of creating content. I truly believe in that. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you look, for instance, at a platform like TikTok and Instagram, uh, I mean, nobody. This is like the tip that I want the podcaster who's like, I've been doing my teasers for a while. Nothing is happening. I'm like putting like an audio waveform or a static image with just like an audio form moving without without any captions is not making someone stop and re and listen no. to it because about 60% of people listen to um, watch uh, Instagram and TikTok with the sound off and they just read the captions. Yeah, so if you don't totally. have it, nobody's going to go assume there. Scroll. Yeah, 100%. and so um, exactly, and so basically, that's a really good tip. But also, like in terms of video, I like one of the strongest. That's like the gold standard. The two gold standards for podcast users, in my opinion, are the Mel Robbins podcast and Stephen, the Diary of a CEO. They make yeah. phenomenal teasers, but they're video. Yes. We don't do anything without video for clients. Yeah. We don't even work with clients for just audio anymore. No. It's it's just not what our business thrives on. And we can't provide we can't confidently provide the the best service that we that we feel um mm -hmm. that we can provide without yeah. having video be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And I completely agree. Like I think that um at least for what we do, maybe not for like the storytelling audio drama medium, but for what we are doing Like people got to see your face. People have to see your face. Yes, It's 100%. so important. Um, so I think that's really cool that you said that. And you were talking um, about in one of your episodes how people yeah. like a small brand cannot afford to be faceless anymore, right? Yeah. Like you have that's, to connect to the, to the person. From the, um, that came straight from uh, Neil Patel, who is oh, yeah. one, of, one of the hosts of Marketing School, which is an amazing like five minute a day like five minute daily podcast. Mm -hmm. um, they do all 30 of their episodes in one sit down, by the way, um, in a month for the whole daily. So that's their technique. They talked about that once, but he just said like, people don't want faceless companies anymore. Like nobody no. wants that, especially if you're just starting, like if you're trying to build a brand, like sure, you can still build a, a business and this doesn't apply to everybody, but why don't you just build your business with a couple faces being part of the brand? Like you can have your logo. We have our logo, but you also need like one or two or three people to go alongside the logo so that people see the logo and associate the people all with the brand. And there's some type of connection there, right? Like, you oh, know, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you want to see people like 
talking and messing up, like making mistakes, laughing, looking stupid here and there. Like just uh, the transparency is really important, I think, between small businesses and their clients now, maybe not in every industry, but definitely in a lot of them. Like people want to know who they're working with. They want to know like their story. Yeah, they want to know who you are. For sure. Yeah. So any more thoughts on that or should I go on to the next part? I have always a lot of thoughts on everything, but let's move forward. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Welcome to the club. I feel like we're, yeah, I feel like we're all quite similar in that. So yep. um, I want to talk, I still want to get like more into the like actionable um, po- like tips for the indie podcaster or not even the indie podcaster, maybe somebody who's even hiring us, like things that they can do. So what would be like the best ROI um, for podcasters, if they were looking to spend a bit of money on some type of like paid advertising or, or I don't know, something like that. Um, Hmm. Well, I don't do paid advertisement, but I can talk about what I think is, yeah, yeah, that's okay. We can, we can talk about that. So sure. Okay. Basically I will say, do not, um, just throw money at things because, Honestly, I think that the best money you can spend is actually making sure that you're using your content as like a tool because so many yeah. people have fantastic content, but they promoted it once. And so spend that money getting someone to actually cut to do the things that you don't want to do is that to yeah. post the content to cut out videos. That is the thing that is going to connect people because um, it will take time for someone to want to buy from you and trust you. So it's mm-hmm. staying the long term, um, just confidently knowing that whatever you're creating is amazing and will convince someone to buy. So I think that the organic way mm-hmm. is the way. Yep. yep. Okay. So that is so literally spend your money on on producing more content that will then grow organically so even yeah i i I think that's a fantastic um tip yeah and i mean even even like a virtual assistant if you really hate like scheduling your posts like even think about that like just get somebody that does that for you if you really hate it because I i do think those those parts make a huge difference because I, I think that most people, I agree, uh, most people think about it. I don't like doing it, therefore I'm not doing it. <laughs> right. And I'm yeah. like, Get somebody else to do it. Then. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just if, if you're charging $320 an hour or whatever it is, like you can find an assistant for way less time. And especially it's like, what type of person are you wanting to hire? Someone that just does mm-hmm. the task or someone who is strategic? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think we, we used to have a few people that, um, would would have the content because we created it for them, but then they wouldn't really post it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, they're and paying like, for that's it. The other thing, yeah. you're paying for it. What are you doing? Like, get on it. And if you don't want to do it, get your assistant to do it. Like they like they have assistants. Other mm-hmm. assistants, if you don't have one, get one, or like a virtual assistant, even. And right, I- like. Wasted yeah. money. And it's it does not take that much time to train someone. I've done that's the consulting part that I have actually so much fun doing because yep. sometimes the client comes to me and say, Hey Anna, I wanna talk to you. Uh, with my assistant on it, we will talk about strategic steps we can take. I will pay you, the consultant, to tell my person who is more affordable to do the steps that, you know, you will, she will have to do in order to grow my podcast. And that's such a clever way to do it, too, because the person's like, I cannot afford to pay you, you know, 
a monthly retainer, but I can pay yeah. you like a three hour meeting where you discuss where are the winning points, what haven't we been doing, and then mm-hmm. go down that route. Because again, some people are phenomenal at just learning. And I had that situation where um, the assistant actually went down to do podcasts, uh, specifically assist- assisting podcast hosts on sharing the content. Because I was like, I get it now. I know what I need to do. And I was like, that's, right. an- that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's a great so- idea. What kind of what kind of effects have you seen personally starting a podcast have on some businesses or on some of your clients? Yeah. What is what do they what do they report back to you? Like I'm just thinking why should somebody start a podcast, you know? Like what is the what what are they going to get back and what what are the what are the main reasons? Normally, I just work with clients who have been podcasting for a while and can't okay. see the return on investment. And normally, there's the the mis- there's two things: either the misalignment between the goal of their podcast and the content that they're putting out there. Okay. Um, and then the second is they're doing too many things and they have no idea what actually works. And so. Yeah giving them direction on the things that will have impact and when they are overcomplicating things. For instance, like, I'll give you a very clear example. I was, I had such a mental block because I'm not a native English speaker. I was so afraid of making mistakes writing a, a newsletter because I was like, my grammar must be impeccable. And I'm like, all I can think about is like all the languages that I speak and sometimes the grammar just like mixes and fumbles. And I was like, you know what? I I have no issues writing uh, social media captions. And when I made that, like I hacked myself, I was like, okay, you know what? Every newsletter is going to be like a massive caption for Instagram. And then I started doing it like way easier. Um, So that was like an unlock in my brain. It's like, oh, and um, for most business owners, it's also like, what is holding you back? Right. But um, I I think that I forgot your question. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, you were, you were on, you were totally on, on the path, on the right path. It's, um, what do you, what, yeah. Like what do you do with clients and what results do you get a client? Like what are the results that you, that your company gets for people? Uh, Okay. Yes. Yes. I could talk about that. Oh my God. Uh, yes. No worries. (laughs) Sometimes I get so into the answer that I was like, wait, I forgot. It's a good problem to have. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. So yeah. yeah, all of this can stay because this this happens uh, for most yeah, people. Yeah, of course. So of course. so basically, uh, I, I want to give a few examples on different yeah, ROAs. That. So for instance, for one client, uh, her podcast was super niche, and what it means is that she had a very small audience, but the potential of that audience was high paying. This was mm-hmm. a, a, an executive coach that works with you know Fortune five hundred, Fortune one hundred companies. And so okay. she had such a small like listenership, like 60 uh, downloads per episode, roughly that. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things that she noticed a big shift is when we started doing solo episodes, not just interviews with guests, because she was um, kind of almost like hiding behind the guest. But right. okay. um, she started noticing that like in those short, ep- those episodes, the solo ones were so short. It was really mm-hmm. wild, um, under 10 minutes. And, and so each episode that she did on solos, started warming up the leads way faster than those interviews mm-hmm. that she had been doing for like two years. And so right. that was so interesting. Um, and so she closed a deal that was like $7,000, which was amazing. But mm-hmm. it was so funny because the, the client told her like, hey, by the way, like I listened to this one episode, there was a solo episode. And I was like, ha 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 ha, I told you um, that like solo episode gave her a bigger ROI than like, 
all these other episodes that were like 40 minutes long, um, mm-hmm. super, you know, complex and all that. And like this solo episode was so good. And again, to your point earlier, sitting down for an hour, recording a bunch of episodes and then having content for a month is yeah. saving you so much money. So that was Insane. a great example. Yeah. And then another client that like the her time was like we had been working together for about three years. And so um, in three years, she hired a total of six people. Uh, but she was able to connect with one of her dream organizations and they did a sponsorship. It was not paid, but it was like kind of like she was like the media partner for that company. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she got the social clout of having like that organization be partnering up with her and um really creating on her podcast on her like podcast, her podcast? Oh, yes, great, like yeah. a consistent collaboration of content mm-hmm. with that organization and she was like locally one no one else was doing a podcast two no one else ever got that and here's the thing she did not approach them they came to her how amazing yeah. is that that's awesome yeah that's amazing that's right like that's, no that's better awesome. stamp of approval for for someone mm-hmm. to work with you than hey this massive organization that is known worldwide mm-hmm. wanted to work with you it was a local chapter yes. but it doesn't matter because it's a local organization um mm-hmm. so that in itself has through time i cannot quantify because i don't know but i know that she's constantly and she will text me oh my god so and so send me this like message and then like not just them but like two other people from that circle from the circle of that one person ended up working with my client because it was all of these amazing content that she's been building through time she is the person to go to in her local town and this was like honestly we only broke thirty thousand downloads on the third year. Right, but okay. she was always using the podcast as instead of being on the phone with someone, she was like, hey, listen to this episode. And yeah, so you, using cool it as that? a frequently asked questions yes. section rather than yeah. on a website with the frequently asked questions. Yeah. So educating prospective and current clients yeah. on things that she would say over and over again, rather just, you know, send them a send them an episode. And this client had like, mm, for the longest time, she had like, 60 downloads per episode, 70, mm-hmm. 120 if the topics were really, really good. Like some of those, right. what I call the super episodes, like you were talking about earlier, uh, Celine, yeah. um, those episodes were really good. But like the lead, like if she was to pay money for that, like my God, each lead was so valuable. Like, yeah, of course. Of course. And it, this is free content that she's posting, like episodes that we got three years ago that still get listened to and she gets leads mm-hmm. from that, that content. Cool? How cool is that? Do, do you have yeah. anything to say to, to add to that, Celine? Or, or Yeah, I was like thinking about a lot of things while you were talking, to be honest. Yeah, like we, we definitely have clients where um, the solo episodes do way better than, um, than interviews, which is really yeah. cool. Because I think that people are just really interested in their expertise and because they know that they are, um, that they know their stuff very well. Mm-hmm. And so they like listening to them specifically. Um, as well as, hmm. Well, the stone, like we, we have a, we have a client, um, who, who's a realty group and, uh, they, um, within the first eight episodes that we produced for them, they sold one of their listings. So that was a massive return on their investment. Nice. Yeah. And I mean, that was like right at the beginning of this, of Mm -hmm. our company. And we, I, I realized like, oh man, like if it can do that, then this is, uh, this is something mm-hmm. really, really big. Yeah, for um, sure. I was wondering, um, do you, 
do you find that like that bringing that people bringing guests on their show um is like how how do you do you, do you help people kind of figure out like okay I want to bring these guests on my show and then give them content to cross promote or like also like feed drops on other podcasts like do you think that collaboration with other people in the industry or even slightly outside of the industry because there's lots of industries that are interconnected um is like landing good guests is that something that you highly recommend to people what are your thoughts on that it depends i haven't been involved in that side of uh, feed drops i'm more like content itself as in like what do you create um okay i have though work with a client this was like three years ago now but a, a podcast episode she recorded with a real estate agent she was uh um an airbnb uh she runs her Airbnbs for people. And so she did an episode with a, a real estate agent. And so we actually repurposed the episode. I cut it in a specific time. Um, mm-hmm. And so she recorded her own intro and the episode got really well. And again, she didn't, she recorded the episode once. So that was right. good. Um, I would say I haven't tried that myself. I actually have like right now two conversations individually, like about that, doing a feed drop with another podcast yeah. uh, with two, another podcast. And, um, yeah, basically, I think it's the best because one, it just depends. Look, if you want to save yourself some time, you play someone else's episode, you just record an intro, right? Like it can be because you don't have time or you're like something happened. You're like, hey, there's this big connection that I have. I think mm-hmm. that it does a lot more to warm up um, the person that you're doing the feed swap with. But also mm-hmm. it's it's free, free advertisement from another exactly. audience right and i think yeah. um in terms of converting audiences is so much easier to get other people to listen to you when you've been on a podcast that is already consumed by people that consume podcasts so instead yeah of they're like, already on the platform yeah yeah exactly that's, that's very big for and, sure and i hear just that because, all the time yeah just because you are talking about the same thing like in the same industry like for instance we are both we are all working in the podcast industry but you have such different outlook or different takes or persona like a specific yeah, take on something. Yeah, super different. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that your audience will not become listeners to to mine. Like for instance, some people said, "Oh, hey, I listened to this episode with Nick Redman or Lloyd, and I uh, I listened to them on their show, and now I follow them. Thank you for for like." mentioning them and i'm like of course and so same same to me some people are like oh i listened to your interview on so and so and i i'm now like a fan of your show i subscribed i was like woohoo or totally yeah people your your own audience um i want to refer to something that you mentioned earlier so Mm -hmm. i don't look at podcast promotion like the content of the podcast the end goal isn't always to get them to subscribe is to meet them okay. where they are. Mm-hmm. Because for me, the biggest investment is to have diversification. So people who've been with me on, on Instagram for two years, uh, once I launched the podcast, it took them two months because I like I asked them in the beginning, I said, hey, have you listened? And then they told me when they started listening and it was about like two mm-hmm. months and a half, almost three months. So it took them three months for them to see my content every single week, promotion after mm-hmm. promotion. They're in my um, in my email list, but they yeah. only when they their pain point was so big, they eventually listened to the episode in audio yes. format. But they were consuming yeah. and engaging on social media, sharing it with their community but my mm-hmm. goal isn't always to make sure that that person on social media becomes a listener. 
I'm just adding value where they are. And when, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're creating, you're, you're using the different uh, channels for what they're used for. You're not trying to drive everybody to one spot. You're saying, well, if you're on Instagram, then here's something for you over there. And like, no questions asked. Don't worry about it. Um, it's only yeah. when, yeah, it's only when the person is in the, has come to the, the, the mindset of their own accord where they say, you know what, now I, I need more. And where do I get more? Okay. Oh, right. Her, I, I saw that. Well, let me go mm-hmm. check. And then bang. Now you've got somebody listening through, um, through all your stuff. Um, so that's a, that's an interesting point that you made. Yeah. So instead of like just saying, you know, let's say you post four times on about content that was on the podcast, just tell them about it once to go and listen on the platform. Everything else is to tell them, yeah, sure. This is an episode on this, but like the call to action isn't just go and listen, go and listen, because it's a high friction item. Like to your point to get people off the platform is forever. And people get annoyed at at that. So I provide Mm -hmm. value. They're still getting enriched, but um, they do know that there's a podcast. So whenever they are, they will be there listening. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I think 100%. that for for podcasters, is important to know not everything has to lead to subscribe to the show or listen to the episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I have a question. How how important do you think uh, are captions for reels on Instagram? Super important. Do you think people do, do they do you think mm. they get read oh, wait, a lot? Hang on. Not captions like not like under the video. Yeah, yes. like oh, not in the like actual the Instagram. Yeah, undertype. Yeah. I know because because they refer to captions Sorry. in both. So sometimes I, I don't even know. True, actually, yeah. yeah, I see what you're no, saying. No, no, I yeah. mean actually under the video because I feel like on Reels nobody really reads. No. rather than like posts do. Like the caption gets read on posts. I think a little bit, but not really on Reels. Whereas only like the subtitles really matter. Yes. in my opinion, agree, agree. Right? Because the user experience okay. is rubbish. Because yeah, you're, you so can't you read properly. The video doesn't pause. Correct. Yes. So right, there correct. you go. If people are yeah. trying to be strategic, as to your point, use a, like a longer caption on a multi, a carousel post or a single mm-hmm. image, but not on reels, because especially, especially on Instagram. But yes, yes, yeah. I agree. That's what I was thinking as well. So last, I think last question, or, or I actually have one more after, but, but second last question then. Um, this one... This one I'm really I really want like a, a I I want to know honestly because I want to know exactly what to what to tell people if they were to say to ask this. So if somebody wants to do a podcast and they they genuinely do not have a ton of time but they want to do the pieces that are the highest value for their time, so the highest return on their time investment and they like obviously they they want to do like a let's say a weekly podcast Um, but I'm just thinking like, it's really hard to sell somebody on the idea of like posting everywhere all the time, taking all your content and doing all these things. Like, like it's, is there, what are, what are the essential pieces for somebody who is a business person, like a busy person running their own business or something of the sorts. And they want to do podcasting in a way that will get them clients and recognition, but doesn't take up a ton of their time like is it just working with a company or what do you think guest on podcasts being a guest on other podcasts mm-hmm. i think ah, that see that's something we didn't even get into yeah yeah um so i'd say maybe try to create really like small the mo- the smallest episode you can because <sighs> okay there, there's a lot on your question so mm-hmm. 
basically, I would say if you are in the publishing side, publish onto two separate platforms. They are not owned by the same company. Do not post on Facebook and Instagram. But also mm. ask where are people because there's two sides to this. One, always post where already you are seeing traction. But second post on the second platform, if that can be the platform where there's potential for the biggest audience. Right. So maybe like LinkedIn for somebody in, in the entrepreneurial world and then maybe Instagram or, or Facebook or yes. something on top of that. Yes. So Plus the podcast on Spotify and Apple and all that. Yes, exactly. I agree. So one of the things that has worked really well for me, and I'm like, okay, this is like the ultimate hack. So I have an email list, like you were saying before, I have, I publish my app, again, it's like a total beginning to end in terms of promoting my podcast, starting scripting, recording, editing, publishing everywhere. It's yeah. a minimum of six to eight hours. Mm -hmm. And I am fast and I am effective. And I am mm -hmm. very prolific in like creating stuff for, for people who are not, this will be a lot more, but absolutely LinkedIn yeah. has been the biggest secret. Like I created a newsletter on LinkedIn, which is a duplication of my regular newsletter that I sent out through ConvertKit. Um, mm -hmm. And so I actually embed the episode. I put the newsletter as if it was an article and I share it mm -hmm. as a post. So right. I do three things in one, and that has been super effective. I've been starting to get approached by people who saw my content on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. So definitely the best platform to be in if you are a professional is LinkedIn. Also, because people are primed to do business with other people. That's so you'll get less say, friction. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But then guesting, guest as much as possible if you are busy, because you don't have to edit. You don't have mm -hmm. to pay for any of that to yeah. be done. Right. And normally the, yeah. the get the, the host will do the teasers for you. They just tag and send you. you some content. Yeah. yeah. Or, or yeah. 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 That's, that's like, that's a good point. Um, so yeah. And then I guess if, if people have like an assistant or something who can go and find podcasts that they could be on, um, that would probably be a really good way to do it. Yeah. And there's so um, many how, tools how, that you can use. To, there in are. Order, yeah. Yeah. There's lots of guesting services. How, how is your, your email list, like, how does that work for your podcast? Have you found that that's been a good mix, like having an email list for somebody with a podcast? I had people who, this is, this is where I, I'm like, it's sure, I have a smaller audience. Um, I have 580 subscribers plus the two 280 on LinkedIn. So right. LinkedIn has grown the fastest. Uh, and I've been uh, writing newsletters since the beginning of my company because I knew marketing mm -hmm. would be so important for the growth of my company. Um, yeah, totally. So I would have people who uh, have been lurking for months. And one day mm -hmm. on these newsletter that I sent out that I was like, this sucks in my head. This sucks. Like it's not as high level because I'm huge on creating imperfect content. Hey, is there value here? I think that yeah. to your point is, what is the value of this content? Don't overcomplicate it. What is the one yeah. thing that you want the listener to to know out of this episode? Mm -hmm. Say mm -hmm. that. It's it's better to create a short newsletter, not complicated at all, and send it mm -hmm. out. But I like looking at my at my newsletter as my backup for if social media implodes. And that's why right. I'm on Instagram is where because I'm a creative person, it just happens that like it's the platform I prefer to be in. But mm -hmm. I second I am on LinkedIn and then yeah. my newsletter. Like those are the non-negotiables that I always do. And I think that 
if you are a small business owner, those are really good to to focus on. So newsletter for sure. I had people that, you know, subscribe to the newsletter for six months. And then suddenly I said something about like, oh, I'm Portuguese, whatever. And they're like, hey, do you happen to speak Spanish? I need help with uh, my podcast. And this, oh, cool. I never even like, I think I made a PS like, hey, do you need help? Let me know. And yeah. like out of the blue, that person was like, hey, do you know any Spanish? And I was like, yes. And within, I had minimal fraction from that one newsletter that in my head was like, it sucks. And, yeah, and that totally. person was like ready. They had that pain point. So consistency, whatever mm-hmm. you can do, do it. But newsletter has been because email email marketing ha- is like the OG stuff almost, right? Yeah, totally. It will continue sure. being. But again, you can do the most simple thing, link to the episode and do it. So um, yeah. I've been running, you know, like I, I'm a consultant. So sometimes I'm like, hey, sale has not done mm-hmm. anything. It's the content itself. People right. see, recognize the pain point in what I've written and they're like, yes, let's go. So Right. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So do you work with... Um, clients that are not english a lot as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah i was Portuguese, wondering spanish and english yep Very nice cool. yeah that's not nice. something that we really have the capacity to do although we've discussed it a few times because you know you can't help everybody in the world unless you're able to offer like mm-hmm. editors in different languages but the, the editing yeah. part I think is, is tricky because like our editors they speak, speak english, english. That's it, right. right so how, how can you edit a podcast that you don't, don't know understand what they're saying? it's it's yeah. possible <laughs> yeah yeah um but we're coming up on like an hour and these are always super fun because like it really does fly yeah, by. Like the time, the time really does fly by. Um, learned a ton from from you because you have a very different perspective than how we've been approaching podcasting. Yep. But that's the beauty of it. Like it's an industry that's filled with all sorts of uh, all sorts of people doing all sorts of different things. And so um, there's yeah, I mean, it's like you can you can go to over there and see a people doing, you know, this type of podcasting and over there and you got people getting millions of downloads and then you go that way, you've got like five downloads, but tons of revenue from it. So there's just all sorts of things that, um, that it can do, but it, mm-hmm. it really is a tool that, that business owners or, you know, entrepreneurs, business owners, anything like that, anybody who's selling things or trying to make professional network connections or anything like that. It's just a, it's just like a one-stop shop for kind of the whole package of what they need to be doing. Um, and I think that's kind of what we, what we went over here. Um, and also just the fact that, you know, you can sit down and talk to people who are passionate about what you're passionate about and have these back and forth conversations that like, they'd be valuable even if they weren't being recorded. Like we could still sit down and have this conversation and it still would be valuable, Mm -hmm. but because we're recording it, it's like twice as valuable because you also are like completing all these other tasks while you're having your conversation. So that's something that people, I just don't think, think about enough. Um, it's just like podcasting is just an easy excuse to get talking to whoever you want to talk to, not whoever, but <laughs> right. know, like we couldn't get like, you know, Ryan Reynolds on this show, but, but you can get not a lot yet. of people on the show, right? Hello. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. No, we're pretty niche. I honestly don't see that in the future of him uh, coming onto a podcast about podcasting. It could, but no. if he has you a never podcast. Know. If he was well, a podcaster, for sure, yeah. There you go. For sure. Honestly. I want to add on one thing uh, to, to your yep. comment. I would say that um, so many people get too much in their head about the type of podcast host they should be or like that they're not good enough and i'm like just be yourself 
the mm-hmm. person that you are mm-hmm. as a business owner is doing business. Why wouldn't that be the case with a stranger that is listening to you instead of booking a sales call? Right. So you, you don't need to be Just someone like real else. life for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. hundred percent. That's enough. Yeah. yeah. That's great advice. So obviously the last part will be where can people find you? And do you have anything coming up in the future that people might be interested in? Yes. So thank you for having me. This was amazing. And just getting to know you guys a bit better uh, was just phenomenal. And also, like, I'm looking forward to to hearing from your listeners. If you are listening to this show and you're super curious about what I do, you can find me, as I mentioned, on Instagram and on LinkedIn. I'm an Xavier, like Professor Xavier from Um, Mm X-Men on LinkedIn. (laughs) Uh, But on Instagram, I'm at the podcast space. And um, yeah, I love getting to know people about like what their goal with the podcast is help them with uh, the content strategy and 90% of the times is just about just making things simpler for you um, so that you can you know go ahead and have an enjoyable experience podcasting Mm -hmm. Um, if you go to the podcastbase.com you can subscribe to the podcast there because I do have my own podcast and we're gonna link that in the bio so that it's easy because that's that can be a hard link to find so we'll put that right first thing I think the first thing we'll put is your podcast because Mm -hmm. Honestly, I, I've I've been through there already. I sent one of your videos to our copywriters so that they could get like more knowledge about how to write their episode titles. Um, I just sent that to like our Slack chat a couple mm-hmm. days ago. So yeah. um, and LinkedIn, you're you're right about LinkedIn. That's where I sent that from. I saw that on LinkedIn, and um, I linked I linked the video. Like I went to the blog, found the video on YouTube, linked it to them, and I said, just flip through this. Um, I'll pay you for the time that you spend. Just listen, take notes and, you know, make our content better from it. So, um, yeah, you're, you're doing awesome stuff. It's, uh, it's a niche industry that we're in, you know, helping people start podcasts, but it's not, I don't really think it's going to be for, um, for much longer. It's becoming quite mainstream. It is, but normally I tell people, Hey, uh, competition will weed itself out. And for for every person who's listening right now, it's like, I would love to have a podcast, but, you know, insert whatever silly doubt that they have in their mind. I mm-hmm. know that for you, it feels like everybody has a podcast, but most people stop after reaching, you know, episode 15, episode 10. So exactly. yeah. Just, so just many of them are, are, are they're, they're, they're not even active anymore. No. Oh, yeah. exactly. Like, I think, I think, I think Fatima, who was um, Fatima Zaidi, who was on one of our clients podcasts, she said there's like two point something million podcasts and like 450,000 active ones. Yes. So the num- the numbers are diluted, like highly diluted. You can literally have like, you can get rid of 75% of the total shows and those are your competition. And they're not even sometimes the competition because they may be like, nobody's listening. If if you're doing or a business show bad. and there's like a kid's show, the kid's show is not your competitor unless the person yeah. has kids and like is forced to listen to whatever well, there show. You, go. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? You, there, yeah, exactly. I, that is a huge point to make. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that we could like, yeah, we could go on forever. Um, but <laughs> we will, we'll <laughs> stop there and, uh, and honestly, I would, I would like to, you know, maybe down the road, but, but even have you back on when you've got, um, you said that you have some exciting stuff coming up, some training courses that you're yes. working on and stuff. So could definitely, uh, definitely reconnect down the road, but thank you for your time. It's super, super valuable to, to have people like you on this show for us, for, for anybody that finds this content on Instagram and social media. And for anybody that finds this on podcasting, I'm sure like this is filled with little pieces of great information so yeah yes 
and replay the episode a thousand times until you got you it go. all. <laughs> yes, yes. Notes. Listen and listen, listen. Totally. Take notes. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you.